Hello and welcome to the Flicks From podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 167th film from 2018. It's the Indian Hindi language rom-com Joan Kahan Beta Adil and in English translated to Love Eft. It is directed by Adish Kalsuk, sorry, Kadish Kalsuka. It stars Kushbu Yudpahaya, Rohit Kakat, Himanshu Kohli, and Muhammad Shakia. I am Jesse, and I'm here with MJ. Hello. How are you, mate? I just realised how many names did you just did you just read then for the cast? Too many for um, an international yeah. film, and too, too many <laughs> for this like, film. <laughs> but uh, who else was who else was in it? There was uh, there the taxi, wasn't there the only three driver people in there. Speak? Yeah, I'll give him one, but. The waiter at the restaurant. Um, I can't. I don't know. But yeah, there should only be yeah. two. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'll give you the taxi driver. That's fine. That's he, he talks a bit. That's that's a prominent-ish role. But like, where are all these people coming from? They just name in the extras. Yeah, the projectionist at the the cinema. It's, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. oh god. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have a film to chat about today. We do start off with our fast flick, so we do a quick uh, little summary about what this is all about. So, what's this one about for you, MJ? Yeah, so it's um, a couple on a date night in Mumbai discuss life, love, sex, desires, and and truly understand where they stand with each other in a stripped back journey of relationships. I like I like the context you've given, um, and I I went a bit more basic. I was like, this is an insight into the day of a couple in Mumbai. Um, I, mm. I was like, I don't know how much to to give away, and I guess that's a good chance for us to say, if you haven't seen this, um, you probably the majority of the world. But if you haven't seen it, then and you want to watch it, give us give us a pause and come back because we're gonna spoil this one. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll probably be yeah the probably one of the first. Uh first people to spoil this film for for those sorry there were a few reviews or um critiques online that were pretty in depth with their detailing but yeah there's not a lot of people seen this one no uh well can you fill us in on we able to manage to find out anything about the making or background of this this film i wasn't i'll be honest i wasn't (laughs) apart from the fact that was it's um it premiered at the Mumbai Film Festival in October 2018, and then it was released on Netflix nearly a year later, um, August 9, 2019. So I have to assume that obviously when it was Netflix wasn't on board from the start is my guess, um, and they picked it up off the back of festivals and whatnot. Um, and as as they've done with a lot of Indian films, it uh, it appeared on their streaming service. Yeah, there's not a, not a lot more, I guess, as you mentioned at that um, Mumbai Film Festival, it was nominated for the Golden Gateway Award of India for Best Film. I think it was made for about 130000 US dollars. So okay. minuscule budget, very, very small budget for that one. Um, translations is the only other thing I can really talk about here. Yeah. So, so I think a, a couple of ways that it, it the, the literal translation of this in English is tell me where I should go my heart. So that. Um, that's okay. the, the literal translation of Jaroon Kahan Bada Adil. Across the world, other sort of uh, similar titles to that where Argentina, it was called Tell Me Where to Go, Sweetheart. In Brazil, it was called Following the Heart. And in Greece, it was Tell Me My Heart Where to Go. So um, I think I probably like those titles a bit more than the, the English translation that Netflix has gone with in the, we've censored it obviously, but love effed because mm. I think they've, 
I think that's probably a bit of a um, a hard title to promote on a service that you probably have a lot of families on that uh, you're not going to put that title bang on on Netflix. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I kind of yeah, I kind of like all those titles as well. I mind the English version. I think it it can be taken two ways, right? When I first read it, I was like, oh, this might be a bit bit fun, a bit silly. Um, but in a literal sense, like this film does kind of fit the whole love eft terminology um, in a really raw way. And it's almost like their way of saying, like, yeah, we know this is a, this is going to be a, a hard sell from trying to promote a movie that's got the F-bomb in there. But that's what this movie is, you know. We don't want to be promoting it to, to kids and families and people who want to watch this film are probably going to hear about this film and that's why they're going to watch it. They're not going to stumble across it in their... Uh, in their scrolling of Netflix and what to watch on a Saturday night. Yeah, very correct there. Uh, what were people online that have seen this? What are they saying? What, what's some consensus on this? Yeah, so IMDb is sitting at a 5.9 out of 10 of 406 ratings. Very, very small amount of ratings. Out of box is a bit higher. Um, 3.3 out of 5, 201 ratings. A few reviews on that. Very, very positive people that did want to write about this were very positive about it um and a 3.3 is uh is a nice score but again 201 ratings when we when we pop our ratings in jesse we, we might even influence that in some capacity that's a few people have actually rated it yeah, they, the, a lot of the reviews on letterbox too seem to come from india as well so outside of india i'm not 100 percent. there was a cut there's a few, few reviews from mexico and the philippines but a majority of those reviews were from india so um, hit hit it home there for a few people, and obviously not as big um, on the in the Western world, I guess, because on Rotten Tomatoes there's only one review sitting there, so no percentage um, audience is under fifty, so there's nothing there as well on Rotten Tomatoes. So obviously a, a film that hasn't really been seen an awful lot. So and we say this a lot as well with international films is we're using IMDb, Letterboxd, Rotten Tomatoes, which are very much very Western platforms. So it's not to say that this movie isn't, you know watched on a really large level in, in India um, and and people aren't jumping on and logging it or they're not jumping on and rating it because they don't have to. So, um, you know, it's worth mentioning that too. All right, well, let's uh, start talking about the film a bit more. What are your early thoughts going into this film? I, um, I definitely appreciated different levels of this film. Uh, you quickly realise that you're dealing with a film that's based really heavily on dialogue and interactions. And, and not long after that, you notice that, you know, one of the people in the, in this relationship is basically a vile sociopath. So instead of um, kind of like embellishing in a romance of like before sunrise, which is a similar concept, we're taken to some pretty dark places um, with where this movie goes. So on the one hand, I enjoyed some of the back and forth and the ideas and the concepts and the beliefs that these two were discussing on a separate hand, I, I was also able to appreciate the director basically holding up a mirror to these types of people and behaviours that exist in relationships in, in a real predatory nature. Um, and, but with, with all of that said, it's, you can't ignore the fact that some of it is, is quite hard to stomach. Um, I do think some of it might have waffled on a little bit, potentially losing track of the purpose or deliberately creating the, the realness of a conversation that you know takes you out of it a little bit. But in general, I think I appreciated this more than I rejected it. Very nicely put. I, I, I agree with 
pretty much everything that you've said. Uh, and I've really been looking forward to having this discussion because I knew that you're probably going to mention the before sunset um, in that sort of idea with this. And I, I can't help but I have, I don't ever remember finishing a film and being so angry in my life. Um, I, I know I'm a male and I'm not trying to take away from the fact that I understand how difficult it can be for people to escape abusive relationships but I have massive issues with this film and how it was done. I was I was so revved up so long after watching this, and I was just like, I was angry, so angry with how this was done. So, so I, you I think, mean in the sense that that you wanted her to get herself out of that situation instead of, or you mean you were just you hated seeing someone treat someone like that? Both those things, as well as this is a this is a film. So this is a, a piece of fiction that obviously is trying to represent values and ideas and. To be able to see those values and ideas, you need to have some uh, identifying things through the characters. And for me, in particular, the female character, um, I did not see, and I'll probably talk about this a bit more, but there was nothing in there at all that gave me any reason to think or understand why she loved this guy so much. And I feel like I understand in, in life that this happens, but in a film, you need to see a bit of that to get the audience on board a bit as to to continue this hatred towards the guy. Um, but that's probably talking a bit more than I need to here. Mm. Yeah, all right. This will be good to get into. Good. All right. So realistically, as we sort of mentioned at the start, there's there's two characters, a woman and a man, and they're both nameless from what I, I, I can see. Um, so yeah, I think so. deliberately nameless too. And I think part of that is to do with the, the universal concerns that they're trying to raise here that, yeah, we're talking about this couple in, in, in particular, but there's things that go on in these relationships that everyone can relate to. So I don't want it to think it's, you know, Bob and Jill, you know, going through this and you're like, oh, it's, they're going through a tough situation. It's more, this is anybody and everybody. So let's start with the female because um, I don't have anything else to call her. Played by Kushbu Upadaye. Sorry, Kushbu. Um, I have to say, actually, I thought both performances were excellent by these two. Tough roles to play, really tough roles to play. I thought they did really well. But for her, I couldn't, I couldn't help but feel a lot of pity for her. Um, I, I think she seemed to have this, this bright, bubbly personality inside there somewhere, and she seemed to still believe in, in love and romance, but it also seemed like all of her hope had been squashed and just completely crushed. And her acceptance of where she is and the desperation to remain with this man, regardless of what he did, said or felt, was off the back of the way he treated her and made her feel like she was worthless and this is, this is all you, you're going to ever get. And, and this movie wasn't a case, when we sort of go near the end, this wasn't a case of falling out of love with someone. Um, it was a case of her doing what she believes is right, even though that went against the way she actually felt. Um, and yeah, to your point, did, you know, did it take this really violent sexual assault for her to see what was actually going on? This, this constant bullying that had been so consistent that she's mistaken that for normal and that's what a normal relationship is. And if he says, I should do this, and yeah, I don't feel like I should do it, but maybe I should do it. I think the freedom that she feels at the end is filled with this kind of unbridled jubilation. There's not even like a skerrick of sadness for what's happened to him, only this realization that she's formed, he's, he's formed, sorry, such a huge part of her belief system. And the damage that he's provided to her is likely never going to leave her, um, regardless of the fact that she's, I guess, free from him. 
you know, that, that's going to linger. And they show that with that one shot of him appearing in the mirror. And that's just a sign that, yeah, I'm free. It's like, oh, but hang on. What, what, what damage has actually been done here under the surface? And I think that example of, of how she's treated for so long is, um, is crippling. And to your point, and I think this is where we, we might disagree that, you know, why was she there in the first place? Why was she in love? And I, and I guess that's, that's the world that she's lived in is that that's her expectation of what she's going to get out of a relationship and what she should expect because in her head, she's not worthy of anything else, but gee, she's going to do anything she can to grab onto what she's got. I really thoroughly enjoyed listening to, to your take on that because I, I, I completely um, agree and understand um, all of it. I think you, you've put it nicely together and I don't really have an awful lot to, to rebut back or anything like that. I just think that, you know, there's, there's moments throughout where they talk about their, their previous relationships and, um, you know, she knows that this guy hasn't been able to be with anyone. You know, she's the longest relationship that he's had and, and has mentioned about her having previous relationships. So, in the back of my mind, I, I think, hey, you've had previous boyfriends and I'm sure that none of them were like this guy. So you know what it can be like to be loved. You know what it can be like to have a, have feelings for someone that isn't so horrible to you. So um, the idea of her being in love and tolerating his actions because of this love, I guess that was my major issue with with the film because I didn't see one inkling. And and I understand, like I said at the start, I understand that this, this, is, this is trying to show what can happen in life. But for a narrative film i needed to see one thing that led to me believing one one little frame of why she loves him what what about it is appealing to him because i did not see one appealing thing about him at all that made it believable that this was a real relationship because i don't know their their previous year together mm-hmm. i don't know if the past year you know they went on holidays they they did nice things together they went and had ice cream they went to the beach whatever they did i needed some background to that to actually believe that that's why this relationship was continuing um because if this has been like this since day one which possibly could have been i i I just i just could not get into the idea of it was more like he was a character of of someone because he was just constantly so horrible that it almost made it unrealistic when i know that's not the intention of what the film's trying to do i don't don't know if that makes sense no Um, it does make sense i i think that to your point, I think that this this it has been like this since day one, but I also think that her previous relationships were probably really similar too, and I think that that's a it's a commentary on what's happening potentially, potentially in in Mumbai or near at the time, but and and maybe to a lesser extent around the world, it's certainly happening everywhere. Um, maybe it's quite prevalent, and I think it's what's really important is that scene with the taxi driver, when he basically says, "I have no problem with what you did." We we in the whole film. We see, we, we talk to three characters. Um, we hear three characters with dialogue. And the only other one that we hear, it's important to know that he's siding with the man when there's basically a, a pretend, you know, you, more sexual assault happening in that cab. He turns around and says, I got no problem with that and starts talking about how annoyed he is at the police for shutting down his system of getting people to hook up in his taxi. This is, this is all we hear from the male side of this is this is how they act and behave. I'm not thinking that her previous three or four relationships were any different to this. And that's why there's a level of her being so desperate to hang on to anything that she can get, because this is the way she expects to be treated. And as I said, like there is this level of romance inside her that pops out every now and then and just gets crushed immediately. And it's, it's so sad. It's so yeah. sad, but like it, 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 it has to, it happens. And, and like, I don't know, maybe I just wanted to see some strength from, 
the reason why she's broken up in those previous relationships and how she managed to walk away from those ones when she hadn't been able mm. to in this one. I, the, I just feel like they they needed some extra context. Um, but I, I think that that's the, the taxi driver and his response. That's an excellent um, observation on how males are um, shown through this film and um, definitely not in a, in a positive way at all. Like I, 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 this, this, and we'll probably lead into the, the guy now, but what a horrible piece of work he was. I mean, look, and everything you're saying is true as well. And, and it's a stretch to enjoy, enjoy this film or appreciate this mm. film. I, I completely understand with that. And everything you're saying is true as well. I think I just, I, I went down the bleak side of things and just automatically thought, well, this is, this is something that somebody wants to tell me and I need to, I need to listen to it because it's happening and yeah, it sucks, but don't shy away from it. But I mean, let's talk about, I, 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 I I struggle to think of a character that's worse than him. Like, uh, just a just a disgusting and, and vile man. He's he's pathetic and he's he's a pig-headed bully. But you know what actually worked for me with this character was his justification behind all the decisions and beliefs that he had. And, and I think that's why this movie in general works for me is that he isn't necessarily just this pig for the sake of being a pig in a movie. The bad guy is a bad guy because he's a bad guy. In his head, he basically can justify every thought that he has. And it, it's all based around his own selfishness. But why should we get married if there's a chance that I meet someone else and fall in love with her? Fair enough. Like, that's it's not a very good way to treat someone, but it's honest. And I can understand where you're coming from. I, I wouldn't do the same thing. Um, because then he's like, I'll just break your heart. He's, he's, he's literally saying, like, I don't want to get married to you because I might fall in love with someone else, which... And I'm not trying to say that this is a good way to act, but I'm trying to say that he he is making decisions that make sense to him and he can justify those decisions. And I listened to them and said, I think you're a gross man, but I get what you're saying and I can understand where your brain's actually working. Um, because on, on some cases, it's, it's, it's a warped mentality, but you do understand the reasoning behind it. And it's these sociopathic decisions that make you detest him so much because there's so much selfishness just behind everything that he does. And he's just got this really negative outlook on absolutely everything, whether it's politics or love or marriage or jobs or movies, everything is, everything is negative. He's just this constant pessimist. But I think what makes him worse is he's also a real bully and, and a conscious bully. Um, The way he talks down to her, the way he makes her seem foolish or wrong or unintelligent, that constant battering slowly just eats away at her soul and until he just purely gets to call the shots. And again, I feel like that's a conscious thing for him. This is how he manipulates a relationship. And when that power shift begins to change um, in any way, he just detaches. When it's, when she says, I'm going to break up with you, he basically just says, oh, that's cool, whatever. And, and that, that hurts even more on the other side. And I just think that is just, you know, everything about him was just disgusting. Yeah, so the biggest prick I think I've seen in a movie in a long time. Um, and, the, and just, you know, you've, you've covered everything so nicely, but the idea that he's this guy that does what he wants but and doesn't like people judging him, but he's happy to judge everyone else. Um, and this and obviously this movie is, is through that idea of love and, and he's um, shutting down of it multiple times, like you, you've mentioned. I, and the idea that he thinks that... Um, you shouldn't expect to be loved back. I think that's a, that's a really key thing throughout this film is that we've seen constantly that she keeps going back. I love you. I love you. I love you. And there's never an inkling of him ever wanting to reply that back to her. Um, 
and the, the complete opposite of this, this obsession from him in wanting to record them having sex on his phone. Mm. That's a constant thing that goes throughout, which is another power trip from him throughout um, of, and I, I don't know whether it's trying to, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know in India there was issues on buses with recordings and things like that. And I'm not, it might be trying to highlight that idea of, and that's another form of power and another form of abuse. Um, even though this guy wants to live life in the moment, um, the, the idea of non-commitment and this, this, I just couldn't get past this idea of how creepy he was. And I, I, the first 20 minutes, half an hour, I was in on the, the back and forth discussion, but once it sort of mm-hmm. hit that leaving the restaurant and going to the cinema, it just went downhill so quickly for me um, because the, the visuals of this possessive like hold that he, that he continually had on her, like putting his arm around her, holding her and that, that uncomfortable. And like you mentioned before, the performances were great. The uncomfortable look on her face of, of what's going on. I, I just made it so hard to watch. Mm. Yeah. And they did. They, 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 they make it claustrophobic as well in the framing. You can't, she, like, especially in the scene in the hotel room, she, the, the feeling that she just can't escape and the camera's just so close on her and she can't go anywhere. And, and he's got that constant hold on her, even though, you know, she's moving to the corners of this tiny room to get any kind of space from him. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's exhausting to watch. Yep. Uh, the director, Arash Kalusa, Kalusa, I've stuffed that up multiple times already. Um, by the look of things, the only piece of work that's been done. On IMDb, yeah, that's, that's all he's got. But again, you know. There's something about this that, that, that I think I think this is quite artfully made and I think it's quite a considered piece of cinema and particularly the way of to understand the way he frames his shots like he's no novice um, so it just makes you wonder where he's come from whether it is like a film school type thing and this is what he's come out of or it's just not recorded <laughs> on IDV. Uh, well, that can lead us into to some scenes, I guess, that we enjoyed and didn't enjoy. Realistically, this film is six scenes. It, there's like a walking street scene. There's mm-hmm. a taxi scene, a cafe, a cinema, a beach, and house or hotel. Um, so what, what are some things that you, you like in this? Yeah, look, there's not much either way, really. This is one of those films that you kind of just watch and you take it in and you're not constantly thinking like oh that was a great scene or that was a it just it just kind of happens to you but I think a lot of mine this this one that I put in there was the scene with the cabbie and I only I only thought about it post watching the movie and taking it all in um the the fact that I said that he is the only other speaking character in the film and having him side with the male is their way of highlighting this universal issue of play you know this isn't a story about a bad man this man we watch is a bad man and we watch it and go I hate that man he's one of the worst characters I've ever seen but that's not what the movie's about. The movie's about this being an issue that is, is, is occurring across the country and potentially of, and occurring across the world. And we need to know that um, because we have two males in the story and they're on the same page. You know, that says something. Um, there was, uh, this, is, this is a line that I really liked and I think it basically sums up the entire movie and I think it particularly sums up the female character and it's when they're having sex and, you can hear her say, it hurts so much, but I love the pain. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, is literally her relationship with him. She has become 
whether it's an addiction to the pain that she that she feels from being with him or whether it's just the expectation of that's how she's supposed to feel and that's a key sign of depression right when when you have depression and you feel a certain way about yourself uh and you get reaffirmed by the way people treat you you go okay that's normal that's what i was expecting to feel so this is this is the right situation for me and it's really really sad but i thought that line was really prominent and and very deliberate in the way that it spoke about her entire being um particularly in her relationship with him and and i think just the movie fan in me did like it when when she took the control back obviously the circumstances of of why she took the control back and ended up basically leaving him um weren't ideal but i was kind of proud of her in the end to see her flip that power seeing him groveling um you know i didn't think this was going to be the movie that ended like that um i didn't think we we're going to see him lose his way and and basically crack under the pressure but um yeah it happened and it was kind of nice to see only for a fleeting moment but there was that scene where he was um where he was sort of groveling to her and i kind of enjoyed seeing that weakness in him um i i think for me overall like and we've we've touched on this already but the the camera work throughout was exceptional um if you think about if you just stop and think hey we've got these huge scenes that are all pretty much appear to be one takes but then they're not really there's there's lots of editing throughout the amount of rehearsals for this must have been huge um and that inside as an audience it's like you're eavesdropping in on this couple on this conversation and obviously the the no names of the characters all adds to that as well because it's like this could be happening on any situation or any you know street you're walking down any cinema you're in at the same time what observations are people actually making on this um and i i, I give lots of credit to to that camera work throughout and like you mentioned mm. just that the closeness and the space and things like that really really well done um and that's all i've got really um yeah so let's let's let us some things that you didn't necessarily like in this yeah and again there's just there's not much um clutching at straws here if anything i didn't love her begging him not to leave her and then threaten suicide it didn't seem it didn't seem like what she actually really wanted to do. I, I can understand the whole, be maybe understand begging not to leave her because it really does show where she's at. I think as a logical audience, you're like, this is your ticket. Like, get out of here. You've got the green light. But And I, 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 it sort of works that she did. But the whole suicide thing probably took it to a level that, I don't know, I think I was just enjoying the back and forth of the conversation. Now it could sort of change and shift so quickly and the suicide thing took it to a different place um and i'm not downplaying suicide in any way i just didn't think the movie was oh, I, i'm not even trying to say that it was too dark to go there because the, the movie went you know arguably yeah. darker but um it just felt it felt a bit off i don't know but again i'm clutching at straws for that one um and the only other thing i didn't like was i, I thought the, the the climax was just a bit bizarre um you know, him, did, did he need to get hit by a vehicle? I think seeing him weakened and begging her to come back when she left him was almost more satisfying than him getting hit by a vehicle. I wonder if that was tried to use to see her clean break from him. But the, the, the whole dancing scene, I get it. I completely get it. I, I know where it was coming from. It just, it just felt a bit bizarre to me. Um, it's okay that the tone shifted because that scene was saying something completely different to everything in the whole film. But yeah, it just it just felt strange. It felt very, very strange. Completely agree with you. I think the the idea of her regaining that power a little bit and you know forcing him to you know to 
laugh so she can slap him and record it. And her walking away is so much more impactful than her walking away and him getting hit by a car. Mm. Because realistically, you put this girl through so much to get to this stage where she she is happy or she can confide in herself and be like, I'm ready to move on with my life. And by having this resolution, you almost take that power that she's got herself away. It's like that that moment of her take, taking control is gone. And I completely mm-hmm. agree that, you know, the, the dance, the, the dance scene, it was like, you know, oh, he's hit by a car, so I'm gonna, I'm happy now, I'm going to dance. Rather than let's sleep on it and sit there, wake up in the morning with a smile on your face because he's out of your life now. It just mm-hmm. completely degrades the the idea of of her having a triumphant end. So I completely yeah. agree. Yeah, no, it's well said. I, I have to say, I did like the shot of him in the mirror dancing with her for yeah. like that fleeting second. That was, I think that was really clever. Um, but again, he doesn't have to die to do that she doesn't have to dance for a minute and a half like none of that has to actually happen also did you notice her her room just didn't have like a wardrobe in it like where did she keep her clothes like because uh, she she lived was it a hostel was that where she lived yeah but, so yeah there's like a hostel a yeah i don't know yeah yeah shared you think she'd have clothes somewhere yeah. though under the bed yeah true <laughs> true it's a like very minimalist room <laughs> um so I guess the, where it sort of started going downhill for me was in the taxi there, the masturbation scene. Um, I guess it just sort of took me by a bit of surprise because mo- like so far all the, the heavy hitting and the work had been done through words and mm. to, to see some actual physical damage being done, um, that, that sort of got to me a bit. And I, I, you can make this film and make it still so impactful without needing to to be so um, blatantly obvious, I guess. Um, but I guess it does, for those that are on board with this, it, it makes it even more impactful. So I completely get the other side of things. I know what you say. I get it. Like the, the scene, like you can argue why that scene is such a good scene and you can argue why that scene is, and they both they both work. And that's why this film is imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and that's the best thing about talking about things is that everyone's going to have a different takeaway from a film based on their experiences and based on where they're at at life. So I think... Um, the, the constant derogatory comments really started getting getting to me. Like, I get he's an arsehole. I get the things he's saying. But certain things about talking about, you know, her body wearing out after childbirth and just a lot of the, the sexual connotations of, that he speaks about with, um, you know, the idea, I'm not going to repeat the lines because they're horrendous, but the idea of, of, you know, making assumptions about their parents being unfaithful and, you know, he, he straight to her face, calls her a loser, says you're not hot, you've got a crap body, you're not funny, you're not interesting. Um, and some absolutely other horrendous things that he makes comments about abortions and, um, you know, I can't bear to see your face while I have sex with you. Mm. No one's mm. going to touch you. Even kissing you would make someone puke. Like, they, I, I get that you can make him a horrible person with some commentary, but the constant barrage throughout, I, I, I really struggled with this film, um, but I can understand yeah. how I can understand. Like you, you've spoken so well about how um, you can take away the, the, this, the, this relationship and, and where she's at. So, um, and I, I think that another thing that really, really got me was this whole lie that he created about this girl at a bank that, you know, he, mm-hmm. he that he just completely made it all up just to get at her, just to see her response. Um, and I mean, her response to that was, no matter how you treat me, I'll still love you. And that really, like, I was just like, oh, we need, I need to see some version of you 
walk away for 10 minutes and be like, make him chase you at some stage just to bring, not just have the power in one direction the whole way, just bring it backwards and forwards a little bit. Um, uh, and yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's totally not that. That doesn't happen. Uh, no, it doesn't happen at all. Um, yeah, that, that's it. So what are some themes or some ideas that, and this tried to touch on a whole bunch of stuff. So what, what did you take away from that? Uh, look, it's really strong in the the idea of the treatment of women. Um, and that's that's the big highlight of the movie. And I think that's that's why I like the movie. Um, it's it's almost it's almost to a sense I felt irresponsible by not liking it. I think there's these tiny little pieces of interactions. Sometimes, again, it's just the way he speaks to her that even people in positive relationships can take out of it. You know, what damage are you actually doing to someone? when you do these little things wrong, whether it's your tone of voice, you know, whether it's just a term that you might use, you hear someone else doing it and you're like, that's, that's having a really negative impact on her because those little things add up and power is a very dangerous drug. Um, and, you know, how does a woman become so emasculated? Because realistically, um, you know, is this any different to slavery? It, in a sense, it's emotional slavery. No one's obviously signed a contract and she's free to leave whenever she wants, but the emotional damage that he's caused without her really knowing that it's happened is a really scary thing that's confronting us all in any walk of life, not necessarily even in romantic relationships, in professional relationships, even friendships. You know, There's power shifts and things that people do to bully each other, some of it conscious, some of it not conscious. And I think being aware of that is really, really important. You don't have to be this man in this film to be doing things that he might be doing on, on another level. And I think I certainly took took stuff out of that personally about how you talk to someone, how you treat someone. But um, that was the most powerful part of the movie for me. The other theme that I did like that they did touch on is this idea of this misguided notion of love and how it can really spiral out of control. You know, she sincerely thought that she loved this man and that's what love was and this is how it's supposed to be and the, the dedication and devotion that you'll show for it um, when it just takes something to push you out of line and all of a sudden you realise that that wasn't what you wanted and that wasn't how you felt. Yeah, that, I guess, yeah, that idea that love's super messy um, and there's no real no real equality in it either. It's it's always someone has that upper hand um, it's in various situations and stages, I guess, and just that idea too of, uh, that leads into male toxicity and misogyny and the patriarchy that we've often seen in um, in Indian films that we have covered uh, as well. The, the briefly, like, you know, through his, his dialogue too, you know, like we mentioned at the start, he touches on the economy and India not being great and the city versus the rural idea again and, and politics and being let down by politicians. And you mentioned the bribery too of the, the, the police and, um, you know, even that connection of, of politics being like a marriage, you know, you, 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 with that political leadership for a couple of years and then it breaks up. So how does all that work? Um, I sort of, the idea of art and film, which we which touched on too, I think that they were talking very much about censorship. And I reckon this film was like a big whack at the Indian sort of censorship body and, and possibly why it was a year between it being shown um, at the Mumbai Film Festival and then probably not getting released anywhere else because... Yeah. Netflix is probably the only sort of place that would pick this up because, um, you know, they, they talk about what you, you can see and what you can't see. And, and there's a lot in this film that you're not going to get, um, get shown in a lot of places, like a lot of places around the world. Um, finally to the idea of domestic violence too, this guy is, a, is an abuser. He's disgusting. And, 
And like you said as well before, that lasting impact of what it can have and that reflection in the mirror at the end, this isn't going to be something that she's just going to move on from straight away. This is this is this is something that's going to be with her for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's so much that they actually talk about, which is, you know, you, you can't ignore the fact that it's it's something that they did want to talk about. Like, sorry, the film wanted to talk about just through dialogue, through whether it's politics or film or anything like that. One thing that you said that stuck a call with me was um, the idea that love isn't equal and the irony of the fact that the definition of love is that it, it's it's equal, is that the, 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 you don't, you're not forced to love anyone. You choose to love someone because you want to make that person as happy as possible and, and vice versa. That's what they, that's why they choose to love you. And that's the idea is that love is so equal that you would do anything for them. They do anything for you. And um, it never, it does not always the case, especially in romantic relationships. And it's, um, it's a really good call out. Well, is there anything that you took away from this film? I think, look, this film probably spoke to me more, more than most films. Um, and a good film, no matter whether it's like this or it's an action-packed adventure, it's it's always going to have those important human truths that speak to the audience. And this film was obviously far less subtle in in preaching its message, but it resonated with me nonetheless. Um, I do love a whimsical dialogue-driven drama, but this one did teach me that there is a level of enjoyment that still needs to be had to truly elevate a film of this nature. It's important, yes. Is it entertaining? No, it's not entertaining. This film, so I mean, that's and that's still important. I love that sentiment that you just said. I, I, and you know, the the main reason that we like we talk about film is because we want to talk about the the joyous moments. We want to talk about the laughs that we have. We want to talk about the connections with characters or the important messages that are being shown. And this is a very important message in this film. I completely get that, but at the same time. I've, and I've probably said this too much already, but you've got to have some moments that you don't feel like you're just going to be depressed for a whole two hours while watching a film. You have to. And you know what? A good film can do both. And that's, it's, it's a really hard thing to do. It's really hard thing to do. But when you, when you walk out of, you know, your favorite films, it's because you connected to it on a level that you weren't expecting to connect to. That film literally spoke to you. But you had a blast watching it too. You were on the edge of your seat. You weren't sure it was going to go. Um, you know, you love the performances. There's so much that goes into it. And this this film did one part of that really, really well, but neglected the other part of it. But so, and that's fine as well. That's that's they knew they were doing it at the time. Yeah, the the graphic dialogue and the sex scene just really, really got me down. Um, let's uh let's move on did you go onto imdb to check out any of the three characters <laughs> no i didn't no i didn't oh, recognize good. any of them good a- any questions that you wanted to ask yeah i think how quickly did you realize that this was a really bad guy um pretty early like you you work it out pretty early on i think like that just through some of the the, the talk and and the self-obsession and the self um self-righteousness that he has in in some of the, his opinions and views on, on what he talks about as they're walking it's just like who yeah. is this guy like how does he how does he think he's all this and that when we don't even know this guy yet that's true i mean there's a level of you waiting for it to balance out a little bit something's gonna happen he's getting like oh, okay he's got a good sense of humor or something like that and that's why he's just being a bit of an arsehole but i just i love it looking back on it um when she first arrives to meet him and the first thing I think she says to him is she's like, all right, have at me. I'm late. I know. Like she's there like 
left work late. She's getting her makeup done on the bus or whatever. And she's probably just stressing about the fact that he's going to get mad at her for being late. And that, that right there is their relationship. Like it's there from the very, very start. Um, but yeah, it took me a while to realize how bad he actually was. I was kind of waiting and maybe that's the, the romantic in me, but I was like, there's something here. Something's going to happen. I'm like, okay, stop reassess. This film is talking about something very different. Different. Uh, yeah, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I, I got nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, and yeah, all right. Let's 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 put this one together. We we come up with a rating out of five, and um, tell us your thoughts on this one. Yeah, look, I I'm not going to pretend for one second that I enjoyed watching this or that I would rush back to start it again. But its importance resonated with me very very quickly, and and I felt obliged to swallow it up. Um, recognize its realness and, and its pain because it was speaking to me on a certain level. Um, with all of that said, though, as we just spoke about, to truly appreciate a film, I do need to enjoy it in a positive way as well. Um, you know, this film, important as it is, it was stripped of any positivity. And so whilst it really nailed one component, it did so at the detriment of another. Um, you need both to really work, but it's still three stars for me. Yeah, I'm- and I think I'll start off by saying that I really needed to talk about this one with you. And I'm so glad that you are able to, to put me through a, a version where it's understandable as to how this can connect, because I think that's really mm-hmm. important that this film does connect and there's nothing wrong with that at all. And <laughs> even going through this, like I, I'm sitting here having memories of this film and, and I'm feeling, feeling sad just by talking about this film. So I really can't wait to um, put this one in the back of the mind, I think, because uh, I, I think the message of toxic masculinity is really, really important and it needs to be highlighted, it needs to be taught, it needs to be shared across the world. Um, the medium of film, it needs to be done through empathy and compassion. Shock tactics are, are okay at times, but to me, like this was way off. Um, having such hatred towards a character is fine. It's, there's nothing wrong with that, but you need some kind of satisfaction in their demise and him getting, being hit by a bus just to, like, I don't know, just did nothing for me. So um, I, I needed some kind of connection with the victim and, and this was all missing for me. I'm, I'm giving it half a star for the camera work and that's it. Oh, no. That's a low, low score. <laughs> so, that's it. It's all I can, and half a star, done. Do you know um, the yeah. irony? The irony of all this is that everything that you said is is how you're supposed to feel, and, and that's that, that's why well, I can go out on a limb, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it, no, but it doesn't mean it worked in terms of enjoying a film. But it does as long as as long as you can strip back why it's being said and and what the issue is, and if you can recognise that, then I don't reckon they care whether you give this half a star or five stars. But if you can go, well, this is actually a pretty bad thing. And if you take that out of it, that's why they made this film. They didn't make this film necessarily to win awards. They didn't make it to, you know, make a lot of money or get box office. They made it to, to educate people. Um, because the way you felt was pretty similar to the way I felt throughout most of the film. I don't want to really revisit it, no. but I do enjoy that I learned some stuff from it. Yeah, I, and I think both takes are 100% fine. And I, I completely think that it's on track that... I've, they've, they've done what they needed to do for, to me is to highlight exactly what you've said. And yeah, it's been highlighted to me, but as a, as an experience through film, I, you know, I'd much probably prefer to read a memoir about this or 
watch um, an interview on Oprah or something um, along those lines, then then dedicate two hours to a, a narrative film to to see that, um, especially with a lot of what was seen in this film. Um, for sure. Anyway. Yeah, no, for and, sure. I get it. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll, we'll move on. We've got socials. We've got Twitter. We've got Facebook and Instagram. Um, give us a follow. Give us a like if you can. Just wanted to put out there because I'm really – I want to hear thoughts on – why did this film didn't this film work for people because i just think we've had a had a chat and i'd really like to see some other thoughts too um, yeah yeah and that's it's worth reading some reviews and and mm. getting that that real temperature gauge good excellent well um we're back again next week it's next week's a comedy so hopefully um <laughs> doesn't that might give this five stars no matter what just to to bring me up a bit um it's from- like what they were doing with their scheduling they <laughs> they wanted to whack you down and bring you back up so uh, I, based on what it is, this might not be the case from 2019. This is uh, Sex Tuplets, which is directed by Michael Tides, starring Marlon Wayans, Brescia Webb, Michael Ian Black, Mullen Shannon, and Glenn Turman. So um, this is the, the follow-up Marlon to a, a film that we did a while ago, same director, same actor. Was that one? Naked. Um, I am, but it's not a follow-up. They're not related. No, no, sorry, they're not. Well, yeah. it's the same, same, same director, same. I think sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the deal that they did. Um, so okay. yeah, that's what we've got coming up cool. next week. That, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a scary movie fan. That's a scary movie, right? That will be right. Yeah, we'll be good. So, uh, thank you. I've really, really uh, appreciated hearing your thoughts on this one. It's been good. It would have been bleak not being able to talk about that one. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I like I mentioned, I was. For like half an hour afterwards, I was just furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's left an impact on me, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Um, I'll see you next week. Sounds good. <laughs>